On today's episode of Marathon to March, David Campbell and I preview the number 64 team in the Selection Summer Countdown, the Rutgers Scout Knights. We talk about their unique home court advantage and their defensive-minded roster heading into next year. As always, thanks for listening and hope you guys enjoy the show. Team number 64 of Selection Summer, you're listening to Marathon to March. Jonathan Lipskin alongside David Campbell as always. Dave, the number 64 team in the country, the Rutgers Scarlet Knights of the Big Ten. That's and right. David, qu- quite the interesting dynamic that Rutgers has. You're not wrong. Let me start off by saying this, bringing it right into the mystery. I have here in my hands a Chick-fil-A drink. Yes. Chick-fil-A. It's closed on Sundays. You can't get Chick-fil-A on Sunday. Just like how you can't get a win at the rack on Sundays. You're not getting a win there on a Sunday game, on the Sunday CBS game, or the Sunday Big Ten Network game at 3.30. You're with, not winning that game. With Ian or Spiro on the call. For that one, yeah. Or for Big Ten, it's like Kevin Kugler. If, if, if they if Rutgers ever gets on a CBS game on Sunday. Brandon Gauden is totally announcing like four Rutgers games this year. I gotta yeah. be honest. Four, four might four might be a little low, honestly. Yeah, honestly, to me, him or uh, I mean, Kugler does some games too, or that one dude, um, the 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 Big Ten like in studio guy. I kind of like him actually. I forget his name, but he's good. He's a good guy. He, he did the Iowa Minnesota game on Christmas Day, like twenty twenty. Great so, game, great game, great game. Let's All move right. on though. So, um, Paul Mulcahy's still playing for Rutgers somehow. Uh, Steve Peichel is one of the best 50 coaches in the country, in my opinion. He's I, I wouldn't disagree. I, I don't think that statement's crazy. I mean, a lot of people disagree with their coaching list, but calling Steve Peichel top 50 is not crazy. I think he's done a really good job. Just like, like, obviously, like, he's done a great job rebuilding. That goes without saying. But I think, like, he's done a better job furthering, like, their culture and, and getting it along. Like, they're, these are guys there that just like work their butt off and like they've done a better job recruiting lately. And Cliff Amarui is an example of that. But mm-hmm. like they just like they haven't been like great the last couple of years, but they've made the tournament in back to back years now. And yeah, they just they, they work their tail off and like they, they feed off each other's energy. And the first guy we're going to get into is obviously the reigning defensive player of the year in the Big Ten. That's Caleb McConnell. Yep. Um, probably. Maybe the best guard defender in the country last year. I loved him because he shut down jo- Johnny Davis twice. Um, he didn't shut down a Peyton Willis, though. Um, I-, I have my external reasons. But listen, you're not going to get much from McConnell offensively. Maybe he's around a 9-10 point sco- scorer this Maybe. year with without Baker and without Harper. But he should not be a focal point of their offense. The- Rutgers is a team that could really struggle to, sco- to score this year. and But... McConnell should be again the preseason pick for defensive player of the year in the conference. Yeah, totally. And and you know, defensively, you know they're gonna bring hard nose, hustle. They're a tough thing to play. Mm-hmm. Every single I mean, we, we joke about them, you know, being great at home. On the road, they're a tough thing to play. Yeah. Because there's something about going on the road in the Big Ten, you know, being a brand a band of brothers together and, and trying to get a win. They won at Wisconsin last year. Yeah. It was a great win. Maybe the best in the Big Ten. Not many, not many teams did that last year. No, no. And I got to be honest, you know, I do think Pykel's a great coach. I just don't think they have the team this year. 
No, they, they, don't. they don't. They don't score enough. And that's usually what's going to happen when you lose two guys who are two of the best scorers in the Big Ten. You know what I mean? You yeah. Lose- like, there's no sugarcoating how good Ron Harper was. And, like, like thank God for this team that, like, McConnell came back because, yeah. like, he'll be a spark for them in games that they win. And, the, the, like, their, their trouble is going to be the offensive end. And if, if they want any yeah. shot of being a remotely good offensive team – Cam Spencer, the loyal Maryland transfer, gonna have to be a big, big part. Of that. He's got to. He's got to. He had a huge jump from his sophomore to his junior year last year. Averaged ten his sophomore year, nineteen his junior year. Shot forty-seven percent from the field, thirty-five percent from three, eighty-six percent from the line. Also averaged around five rebounds and three assists per game. So if he can make the adjustment right away from mid-major basketball at Loyal Maryland to Rutgers in the Big Ten, because like. Listen, I expect him to struggle out of the gate, but if he makes the jump right right away and is is playing good basketball, the Rutgers could be it, like very much in play for an at large. Totally, because because of how great that defense is, they're gonna win games mm-hmm. like sixty two fifty four. Yeah, you know, they're gonna keep some low scoring games, and, and it really you know if they can make the rack of fortress, which they've had. To do, and they've done the past how many, however many seasons, and they pick up a couple of quality road wins here and there. You know, when they travel these tough, places. I mean, the Big Ten's just in, in general, the arenas go crazy. But we've seen recently a lot of quality wins on the road picked up by Rutgers and many others. If they can go and get a quality win like they did last year against Wisconsin, go on the road and, and, and beat a couple of the other top end Big Ten teams and not have the losses you had to like Maryland, Northwestern, Minnesota. They lost to Minnesota when mm-hmm. Minnesota only had six players. I mean, they got to avoid those losses, and it's just staying consistent. And they, that's what's gonna be, that, that's that's going to be the downfall of this team. Not so much they can't put the ball in the bucket, which to be fair, I don't think they can do. It's going to be can they win enough games on the road, and more importantly, be consistent. Because you can't just win a game, then forget about it. You know and I mean? there's some individual consistencies that need to be narrowed in totally. on too. Specifically with Clifford Amarui, their yeah. center stands at six eleven, scored around twelve a game last year, grabbed yeah. eight rebounds a game. Like on like, just looking at raw numbers, like he, he's a good player, and I do yeah. think he is a, a decent Big Ten center. He'll be overmatched against Dickinson. We know that he'll be overmatched against a couple of the other guys in the league because the Big Ten's. For the last couple of years, has been a big, big dominant. Dominate Stephen Crowell. We know yeah. that. Okay. We don't have. <laughs> sorry, Bucky. I'm sorry. But um, yeah. The the question with Amarui is just like, is his motor going to be there? This, this, like, he if he outwork is outworking other bigs, Rockers could could be a very yeah. interesting team, and and they're like they're going to be a tough regardless because like. You got the six eleven kid standing in there. They're gonna pressure you on the perimeter. We know that. Like, the problem is like they may have games where they can just literally there is a lid on the rim and they cannot hit an outside yeah. shot. Like, Torvik has Paul Mulcahy at twelve points a game. That seems a little high. A little bit. Like, I th- I think Spencer Cam Spencer should probably be close to twelve. Mulcahy should probably be around like seven eight. Like that. That's what I expect. For them, they're not they're not super deep. Andre Hyatt, um, I like he, him. He, he he's a solid role role player. I like Hyatt a ton. 
he should get a lot more minutes last year. Couldn't play a ton because he, last year because he was the same position as Ron Harper. But he should score around eight nine a game. Like like they have they they have no go to offensive player right now, and that concerns me a lot. Yeah, you know if they can just be these teams don't work out so well, but if they can just become the living definition of a three and D team where they're going to, they're, like they're going to shoot. And if they miss, they miss, but they'll like, they can live and die by the three. Cause like, like I said, I don't think they got guys that can create their own shot. There aren't any. I no. really don't think so. And, and that's what's super scary. When you had two last year who were two of the best in the country, creating their own shot, especially Ron Hopper jr. But Geo Baker was great too. Don't get me wrong. Baker was their awesome. best hope offensively is that Amaru really just takes a huge step forward and, is a dominant back to the basket post player, and with that, they can line up Spencer Mulcahy, all their other guys yeah. around the wing. And Mulcahy can score a little bit, you know. I do think that I, mm-hmm. he's not going to be a guy to put up consistent numbers. Fifteen, so he's not going to do that. He's just not. That's not who he is. Like, like he'll he'll take care of the ball for them. Which mm-hmm. yeah, like, if if like Rutgers can be this like off like long possession rebound the basketball, lock you up defensively team. Like they're going to like, they could be a team that's like absolutely makes no sense, but win the game. My prediction for them, like not best case scenarios, worst case scenario. I think they're going to be like about performance wise, about how Michigan was for the majority of the season, except they don't have a hundred Dickinson because mm-hmm. Patrick, not, not Patrick. Mulcahy reminds me a ton of, Eli Brooks. Yeah. A ton of Eli Brooks. Good defensively, great leader, can penetrate at times, good shooter, but he's not going to be someone to run the backcourt but right. in terms of the boat best production. Right. Exactly. And so, all right. You so know, let's look at their schedule real quick. Um, a bunch of Northeast teams in an MTE early. They're going to play Columbia, Sacred Heart, UMass Lowell. They do have a game against Temple, who should not be very good next year, so they no. should take care of that one. And then they play Ryder, who's probably the second best team in the in the MAAC. They start really their tough, like kind of non-conference games after the month of November, or really right at the end. They play Miami, um, at Miami. They play Seton Hall on December 11th, and then they play Wake Forest 17th. Those second two are both at home. They could probably win two of those. Like like beating Seton Hall at home is a like that that brings up bad memories because of what happened in 20, 2019, 2020 when Seton Hall played at Rutgers. But hmm. um, I don't know if you remember that game. That was the game Miles Powell like he got he had a, got a concussion like mid game yeah. and like didn't know where he was. It was it was really bad. But yeah, um, but yeah, that those are those Rutgers can beat Wake Forest and Seton Hall at home and. As long as like they only lose to Miami in 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 non-con, like they could be in a decent spot. Like obviously, like I don't know if, how complete their their non-con is yet. Like they may have so, something else, but if they can get through non-con relative relatively okay, then they, they could be in an all right spot. Could be. I think best case is now like. <sighs> Like, I, listen, I don't usually read too much into, like, who's, like, except for Duke, like, who's playing where in conference schedule. But I think for Rutgers, it's interesting. The, um, They have to, like, 
At home, they get Indiana, Iowa, Maryland, Michigan, Michigan State, Minnesota, Nebraska, Northwestern, Ohio State, Penn State. So, like, every, like, all the top teams in the Big Ten except except for, I believe, Purdue and mm-hmm. and um, Illinois come to them. Yeah. So, like, that's what, that's what Rutgers needs. Like, Rutgers needs to beat the good teams at home. And then, like you said, maybe they win, win one or two big ones on, on the road. Like, maybe. Maybe they go to like a Wisconsin and and win again. Maybe they yeah. go to Ohio State and win. Like yeah. they, they need one or two of those games, and and they could be in conversation for tournament. That's what has to happen. It just does. And, and yeah, you know it's just tough because unless unless we do see a lot of leaps from like it's one of those things where we look at two Big Ten players last year who took massive leaps. Ma- look how Jaden Ivy as well. Sure, we'll take three. Jaden Ivey, Johnny Davis, Keegan Murray all took huge leaps and became, you know, top top 10 players in America, you know? Mm-hmm. And you think to yourself, you know, obviously with all those teams as well, like Iowa, for instance, lost Luka Garza. But mm-hmm. Keegan Murray's right there. Keegan Murray's right there. Um, you know, you think to yourself, how are these guys going to replace these guys? Rutgers, I don't think, has anyone to replace one Harper and Geo Baker. Unless no. there's someone that, that can. And that comes out of nowhere and doesn't. I just don't see it. I don't think the team makes a tournament, unfortunately. I, I think I'm in agreement with you there. And, um, yeah, just in, in terms of their ceiling, like like you said, like they, they escape out a couple road games in the Big Ten, and they're around the, or they're around the bubble. And, yeah. like, like, that's going to be a theme for these teams in, like, the 50s and 60s. Like, like, but the, like these two teams that we expect, like, sh- like could be like a right around the tournament, like that, like that's maybe their ceiling. Their, their floor is just like they, they cannot do anything offensively, and they finish like eleventh or twelfth in the conference. Yeah, which if you're playing, I believe as someone who's been there, if you're playing on day one in Indy, it's a dark place. Like, there are really like like outside, like maybe Nebraska, but like outside of them, like there's really no joke teams in the Big Ten this year. No, like, no, 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 no. I thought you were to say there's no teams that consistently play on day one of the Big Ten tournament. Like, like screw you, Liddy. Go for no, it. No, like, e- like even even Northwestern this year, like there's guys that can score. Like, yeah. So, like, there are no easy outs in this league. Tough and conference there, again, there, man. There, there may not be any national championship contenders, but there's no easy outs. Yeah, I completely agree. Anything else before we wrap this up, Dave? <sighs> we got to play a trip to the rack. We do. We do. We, it's, I it's, go for Minnesota it's, it's, it's a business trip, though. Like, we need to go investigate. Yeah, okay, then I won't go for Minnesota Rutgers, then. <laughs> if I go for Minnesota Rutgers, it'll be so fun just to go there and and see what the big deal is. There's got to be, like, a weird shape to it. Yeah, has to Maybe be. the best skate, like, they're pumping in crowd. Air mode. or something like that. Maybe the guest locker room is, like, disgusting. Yeah, it's terrible. Like, Yeah. Maybe it's, like, the same, like, look as a room in ZBT, who knows? You know what I mean? Uh, who knows? With that, we're going to wrap up team number 64, the Rutgers, Charlotte Knights. Tomorrow, going to talk about another defensive-heavy team. Yep. A team with a relatively young coach up and coming in a not high major conference, but right in those next-tier conferences. You'll, mm-hmm. you'll find that out t- tomorrow. That's as much as I'm giving you today. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in to this episode of Selection Summer. You've been listening to Marathon to March.